Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things. Things About Things is made possible by patrons. There are currently 60-something patrons who support the podcast by giving at least $1 per month to make it possible. And thanks to those 60-something patrons, I am now on YouTube. So if you are listening to this and you didn't yet know, Things About Things is not only an audio podcast, it's also a video podcast. Thanks to the patrons giving as little as $1 a month, I now have a video studio where I sit down with myself or one person or a small group of people and we talk about things. Thank you to the 60-something of you. And if you would like to be a 60-something plus one, you can go to patreon.com slash things about things. That's patreon.com slash things about things. Patreon is a website that allows patrons to support people's artistic endeavors. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash things about things. And of course, you can always go to things about things dot com, things about things dot com for more things. This episode is really special. I have a friend named Dan Wolf. I've we've been friends for a dozen years. And we sat down and talked. I've been wanting to talk with him for years about this, about his custom woodworking. Basically, functional art, mostly with wood. And we talk about a few other things like slate and a few other things as well. But uh, I learned so much. I think you will too. So whether you're interested in doing woodworking or interested in buying woodworking, and if your budget is small or if your budget is really big or if the items you want are small or the items you want are really big, or if you're just like listening to people talk about things, I think you're really going to enjoy this. My friend Dan Wolf of Wood of, of uh, Wolf Stand Studios, we sat down and talked and it was fantastic and I think you're going to enjoy it. Things about things. It's really good. Do you remember roughly when we met? Was it? I mean, I remember yeah, the scenario. Uh, it was. I still just remember you up in the balcony, us hanging out downtown, but I don't remember a year. Yeah. It 11, was, 12. It was, uh, December, mid December um, 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. Earlier than I thought. Yeah. Dude, I had, I was early on, I was pretty new. Yeah. Like a year. Yeah, you hadn't been there very long. I mean, you had only. We were younger men then. We were definitely (laughs) younger men then. That's for sure. But I mean, you had only posted like two or three videos Uh for the heart at that time. Uh So I mean, it was still new. And you know, when I was looking for you know that outlet, man, and to find a place that kind of felt like home, um, I went through all the the usual you know mountain churches and that stuff just their mountain churches, you know? And then yeah. I came across one of your videos and I was like, what is this? I was mm. like, this dude's on a different I think it was level. the, it is finished with the mirrors maybe. Cause that was one of the first ones the I ever did. Oh, the beard the one. The beard. Yeah. yeah. You cut your beard. Yeah. I was just like, this is insane. The land will rest. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Uh, 
I still, there's one part of that video that I wish I would have done differently. I was going to say regret, but that's too strong of right. a word. Yeah, for sure. I was sometimes in life, I think it's good to be humble. Yeah. Well, it's always good to be humble. Yeah, for but sure. Sometimes it's like in the name of humility, mm-hmm. you can act like you don't actually know something right. when you know something. Right. And it's like a posture that I try to take as a teacher is curiosity and I'm not sure. Right. But I said something about like the three the three things with the Nazarite vow. Mm-hmm. That's that's why you resonated with it. Exactly. <laughs> that was that was the whole thing. I was like, what yeah, is it? It wasn't the beard itself. It was well, the it Nazarite was, it, concept. It was the Nazarite concept, but it was. It was the beard because I'd never seen anybody take that kind of approach, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was just something that was completely yeah. fresh and new. And that was the the thing that was just like, right. this is crazy, you know? But it was the, the three... It was don't cut any hair from the side of your head, mm-hmm. don't eat from the vine, mm-hmm. and don't touch a dead body. Yeah. And I said, I don't really know. Like, I kind of explained the first two, and then I said something like, I'm not really sure why the dead body thing would be there, and I kind of moved on. Yeah. I have extensively studied and thoroughly thought through why. Right. But I kind of made it seem like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but... And it was just like an example of like I'm trying to like be humble and not be like show everyone I I actually do have a lot to say about this right and I kind of wish I'd thrown in a little bit of a tidbit about it but right whatever not not played naive on it but at the same time given a little bit of information yeah. but not too much to be like okay this guy's because it almost when I watched it objectively like if I pretended I didn't know me mm-hmm. it would seem like I really don't know anything about the third one yeah. And I kind of should have thrown in a yeah. little sentence, but whatever. I, Live and you learn. Yeah, I mean, it, it just when when I watched that, it was like because you know I, I was just looking at different places online, and then I came across that, and I was just like, "This is crazy! I've got to go see this in person." And then that first sermon, because you, you, you you remember the situation, you know, the whole basis behind everything. And you mean of us meeting and stuff? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you you go, you know, I, I went there for that first sermon, and it was just like there's like four or 500 people in there and it's like, you're standing on a stage and you're looking and talking directly at me. And I'm just like, this is nuts. Yeah. This is absolutely God ordained because it's one of the weirdest feelings. Uh, I think whether you're on the stage or in the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, in some ways it's like a both. I mean, both are required. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You can't have one without the other. (laughs) I mean, you can, but it doesn't serve any purpose. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was just, it was like, man, it was, it, it was an epiphany of sorts because it was just like somebody else out there kind of gets mm-hmm. what I'm feeling right now. Crazy. Isn't going through that same situation. You know what Crazy. I mean? Yeah, it was wild. I man. think it's because some things have a universal vibe they about do. them. Yeah. I think a lot of things have a universal vibe. And it can vibe. be like your scenario might be ex- not exactly the same as someone else's, mm-hmm. but you might have experienced an almost identical feeling yes. about a different detail. The feeling and then, you know, just the emotional side of things, man, it can be a completely different situation, but the emotions resonate the same regardless mm-hmm. of the situation. So, and that's a universal thing that we have as people is that we all feel the same emotions regardless yeah. of the situation, you know what I mean? It may be a completely different different situation that brings out that that same emotion, but we yeah. all still feel that same emotion. Yeah. So, when when you decided or when did you decide I want to start making significant artistic pieces of 
uh, I don't know if you call it all furniture, but like yeah, wood, wooden pieces of. Honestly, I think that was. I mean, I started pursuing it full time, you know, just the casework, the cabinet side of it. I started doing that full time, I think, 2011 or 12. Okay. And then the artsy side of it, man, just kind of going outside the box was probably a year or so after that. So it's 2013, 2014, maybe. And it just kind of, it opened a door I didn't even know existed, right? Yeah. Because I was all, I'm always growing up and even in my, you know, earlier years to middle years of adulthood, I, I was always very linear. I'm very linear by thought process, you know? Okay. So that was kind of the direction I went with building things. And then I read something one day that, you know, in nature, there is no straight lines. There isn't a single straight line in nature. It's all curves and angles and things like that. And it was like something hit me and I was just like, okay, well, I want to try this, you know? Wow. And then ever since then, it, it's kind of just gone down a rabbit hole. You know what I mean? Wow. And if it seems like it'd be complicated to know the epicenter of the desire to make a piece. And what I mean by that is when you make something, you're a creator and you're being artistic, but there's still practical value. And at the end of the day, there's this thing in our society called money that we need. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, and is it is it hard to know like, okay, here's some inspiration. Right. Is this just because I want to make something that will exist in the world? How like how much of the percentage of it is I really want this to be in the world? And then how much of it is what do people want to buy? I, <laughs> you know? Honestly, it like in the beginning, it was about I just want this to be in the world. I want something yeah. that I can I can look at and it invokes an emotion, right? Yeah. And just the last year, year and a half, maybe the you know because I've always had to make some money out of it, but mm -hmm. the last, especially with the change in direction, man, with mo moving a, a little more towards artistic and product um, instead of I, just anything that anything, someone needs to right. be fixed or repaired or built, right? You can build some things that aren't pretty too. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we, you know, anybody that does what I do has always made some really ugly stuff because mm -hmm. it has to be functional and, you know, design and aesthetic is secondary, right? Yeah. And now it's kind of, I, I want that stuff to be out in the world, but I also want to see it make a profit. You know, I'm in a stage in life where I'd like to see things move in that direction so that I'm not you know, money isn't an issue with it, but at the same time, it has to be in order to make it to where you can continue doing what you do want to do. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a saying that, you know, starving artists there's, it's out there for a reason because if yeah. you're just an artist and you're not focused on the business aspect or the money aspect, you're going to starve. And then I, there was something I wanted to bring up too, that I thought about the other night, which was with what you do, I think there's a crossover of, and I, sometimes I get vocabulary words wrong, but it's an art and a craft. Mm -hmm. Sometimes art is only for the sake of beauty. Right. And then some things are only for the sakes of functionality. Right. You're trying to do both. Right. And that's what, what I kind of describe what I do, um, especially with the art side of it, is functional art. Because okay, it's not, yeah, yeah. it's not just, you know, there are some things that are, are purely art. Right. And it's it's funny because a lot of the art side of it mimics nature, which, you know, I guess is kind of copying. But at the same time, it's it's 
it's to evoke an emotion to bring somebody back to that feeling of nature, right? Absolutely. But the majority of the stuff that I do takes nature and morphs it into something that is still functional. So it can be beautiful and functional at the same time, hence functional art. That's so good. Yeah, right? It's yeah. just, it's one of those things that you, you want the emotion there, but you don't want the emotion just sitting on a shelf. You want the emotion, something that's tangible and that you're using on a regular basis. And you got to, there are some rules. There are absolutely It's like, rules. Uh, is it Picasso? So, I think it's Picasso said something like, yeah, you have to know the rules in order to break them. Yes. Well, he was doing... Well, he's done a lot of... He did a lot of different kind of art, but the stuff that he's known for was just that crazy stuff. Yeah. But nobody had to have dinner on that. Right. You know what I mean? Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how... It's like... It seems like it'd be difficult to be like, okay, I know the rules. I know which ones I can stretch. Yep. I know which ones I can break. I know which ones absolutely I can never break. Yep, absolutely. Is that hard? And it, it is yeah. because it's a balancing act. And sometimes the ones that you think that you can stretch you can break. Sometimes the ones that you think you can never break, you can stretch. Dang. It's just, it's learning that nuance as you go along, right? And then I'm just making this one up, but I would imagine there's some things you'd think you can stretch and you cannot. Yes, right. <laughs> absolutely. And You can those, only make a dining room table so thin right. and until those, it the, just falls. The funny thing about that is that when, when you, you, know, you think you can stretch something and it cannot, that usually ends up in the scrap pile. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> right? It heats so, you in wintertime. Exactly. So that, that tends yeah. to be, that's truly functional art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's temporary. It's definitely you temporary. You watch it fade away. Yeah. Have you ever burned something that was beautiful? Yes. Did it evoke a different kind of feeling? No, than because if it was... at, at that point, I you know, it started out great, but I like I'm a perfectionist by nature, so a lot of the things that I see that somebody may find beautiful, I see every flaw in it, right? Mm. And at the point that I usually go to burn it, I've gone, I've exhausted every outlet on can I reuse this somewhere else? Can I morph it into this? Can I do this? It, and finally, it just came to a point where you know what? It's better off going in the fireplace. But when you burn it. Mm-hmm. Does it feel different than when you burn a different piece of wood? Mm-mm. No? Okay. No. At that point, it's just firewood. Maybe just because you've done it so much? Yeah, it's it, right. You you get to a point where you have to let some of those things go, yeah. where it's just not, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, there, there's probably one or two pieces that I've probably gotten rid of out of all of them that I probably sat back and was like, damn, I probably could have done something. You know oh, I mean? yeah. And it's... It's a very and, rare moment when it's But like then that. it can just be an offering. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And most of the time it's not even the piece itself, yeah. right, that was designed. It's that individual piece of wood, whether it had some spectacular oh, figure yeah. or grain or something like that. That's what hurts the most. Yeah, yeah. Because that the one thing that I find most fascinating about the woodworking, aside from everything, is the infinite number and quality of grain, figure, movement, all of that inside the wood, right? Every piece is unique. And the funny thing is, is that most people look at a piece of wood and they see a piece of wood, it's a dead tree, right? That's not the case because one of the rules that we just talked about, wood is alive even after you cut it down. It still moves, it still morphs, it changes even after you've turned it into something like a table, Yeah. right? And in that aspect, if you don't pay attention to the rules... Damn. That table will fall apart one day. If it expands or constricts exactly. That's and right. you weren't accounting for and that. you didn't account for it, exactly. It's the same thing with you know cabinet doors. Most people look at a cabinet door, say a shaker-style cabinet door. It's got a flat panel. It's got styles and rails around it, right, uh-huh. the frame. If you don't 
construct that properly and account for the rules, the expansion and contraction that wood can either split the center panel yeah. or it can blow the door apart and literally separate the frame on it because of the expansion and contraction. Yeah. And it's, it all depends on climate, humidity, location, like yeah. geographic location. Because right. Some places are drier than Moisture others. And, yeah, yep. exactly. So you have all those different aspects and you have to account. Like if I'm building something for somebody that lives in Arizona, I have to take into account their climate versus my climate. Do you take into account what kind of wood? A lot of times, yeah, because certain woods expand and contract and take on moisture at different levels yeah. than other ones, right? Some are very, very stable. And that all that goes all the way down to even how the wood is cut, right? There's mm. three different main grades of cut. There's flat sawn, rift sawn, and quarter sawn, right? And it all depends on how the, the growth rings yeah. are at an angle to the face that you see. Wow. So your flat sawn moves the most. That moves tangibly all the way across yeah, it, yeah. right? When you get into quarter sawn, it moves almost negligence you know there's, wow. there's there's very little movement sure, at all sure sure so, yeah let's let's go through some of the stuff that you make okay yeah do you want to go by like size or yeah i mean we, you... can, we can do size shapes because i actually before we get into it what kind of i know that you you can cut wooden pieces into exact shapes mm -hmm. and even design specific pieces and custom pieces and all that but then you also do what is it called etching Etching, yeah, it's um, laser engraving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm these are sitting here. So let's yep. start with that, yeah. just because it's little. Yeah, for sure. And then whatever, if if you see a red light, that's the one. To, if you want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll start with this one because this 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 plugs the, the the business obviously. It's yeah. Slate coasters. We'll get the guy guys. Can you make sure this is in the shot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You need to step your crew up here. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the slate coasters, and it's it's an etching that, that's done with a laser. It's a diode laser. Yeah. So it's a blue light laser. And that's just a basic, what they call a vector, right? Oh, yeah, so, an image. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's, it, well, you have a difference between a vector and an image. Oh, really? Yeah, the image, you can take, you know, not... Oh, vector's layered. Vector, or, well, a vector is just one... I'm so one, dumb about this stuff. It's, it's basically very geometric, right? Mm -hmm. So, and it's, it's something that is locked into a place that's very linear across, even when it, you've got letters and curves and mm -hmm. stuff like that, it's very set and specific. Whereas when you take images such as this one, right, you've got yeah. an owl that's done and it looks in layers because this is taken directly from a JPEG, from an image. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah. So this is created using numbers with a computer program. This is taken directly from a picture and translated into numbers. Oh, for got to, it. To learn. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is like, this is, a, you can, if you look at the two side by side. Yeah. You can see the difference between a vector and an image. Yeah, I right? get it. Yep. So, and then the same thing here. That's, that's another one that's. Right. All right, kind of so so it's the kind of thing they pick up some a set of four of them yes. or whatever, right? Yep. Uh, but then that kind of image, if somebody wanted to do something for their business, right. they could come to you, get an image locked Absolutely. in, and put it on something small, put it on something big. That's right. It can be slate, it can be wood. It can be slate, glass. wood. It can be glass. It can be denims, canvas, oh, that's right. tile. It, it it's pretty infinite. The hardest thing with the with the diode laser is clear acrylics. Like okay. it does not like clear acrylics for some reason, right? You can etch it, but you can't cut it. Okay. That's one of the big things with it. Same thing with glass. Like I can etch glass, but I can't cut it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, 
there's another module that goes, which is infrared, and that one specializes in metals, right? Uh-huh. The thing, I, I didn't bring one of the other coasters with me is the stainless steel coasters that the dial. Oh, right. Do, and that, that will actually heat metal in a very specific way to change color, so you can create colors in the metal. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So Let me grab some of this. Yeah. Lead the way with whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do. So th- this right here is probably the best example of functional art. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's something that can be used as a display piece. Um, it's it's a piece of cherry burl. You can see all the figure and the beauty that's in the grain. Um, but it's still something that you can actually use. It doesn't yeah. just sit on a shelf and, and is displayed, right? You know what it reminds me of, or makes me think of, is an acorn. Mm-hmm. It's like a giant... It's like an acorn cap. If you were, if you were like a, a mouse-size person, yeah. Yeah. that's what an acorn looks right. like. <laughs> or something. Yeah, so I don't know why I think that, but it's just, I just want to put pretty things in it. Yeah. That's what I would want right, to do. Right, exactly. And you know, yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't eat a bowl of cereal out of it. Yeah. I, I would be like, I don't want to ruin it. You yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that that's in it, but it's still, it's, it's still functional. Yeah. Um, I have a set of these. Um, it's, it's one specific style set that I do that's out of the cherry bro as well with the live edge like that. Um, and it, it's, it's in the shape of a broken egg and I call them pterodactylase cause it looks like a fossilized oh, dinosaur so egg great. that's been cracked up. Yeah. Right. So it has that kind of same look to it. Right. The beauty about this stuff is, you know, especially with the cherry, the cherry starts very pink and red and it starts to darken as the sunlight hits it. UV reacts really heavily to the tannins in cherry and it will get very rich and it continues to darken until it hits its equilibrium. And usually, depending upon the piece, the equilibrium can be anything from a light reddish brown to almost a chocolate brown. So, unbelievable. Um, Another piece of functional art, you could say, is touched glass. It's it's probably kind of hard to see. Yeah. Um, You have to get it up against the ferns. Yeah, but it's fern leaves, and that that once again is done with the laser, and it's etched into the backside. You know, when That's you do that so kind of great. stuff, you etch it on the side that you're not going to have contact with food. Oh, right. So that you can see through, plus it doesn't build up food particles. Yeah, right? that's great. So a piece that's just strictly kind of art is another etching, which is just slate. Right. And, you know, that's Grandfather, Grandfather Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. So, and it's just, once again, that's done out of, off a of JPEG. Now, yeah. It's not a very high quality JPEG, so it kind of has, you know, up close, you can see it's it's basically just a bunch of dots. Yeah. But from a distance... You get the entire landscape. Which is what it's designed to That's look exactly. at. Exactly. It it's yeah. designed from a distance. Yeah. Um, this is one of our regular charcuterie boards that we do um, at a Curly Maple. This is obviously functional. Um, That's gorgeous. Curly Maple. Curly Maple, exactly. So you can serve anything you want on these. Um, the charcuterie boards are different than cutting boards. A lot of people make that mistake. Yeah. You know, because they'll want to cut and carve on these. But a lot of charcuterie boards are done out of softer woods. Which yeah. This is not. This is very hardwood. Yeah. But it's not designed to be cut on. A cutting board is designed for those knife actions. Yeah. Right? This has a finish on it that's it's safe to have contact with food, but you don't want to cut into it, right? Mm-hmm. A cutting board is usually oiled or with, with some sort of oil, mineral oil, tongue, yeah, yeah. like that, So, which is food safe. And it's right. designed to be able to be replenished because of the cuts. Right, right. Yeah. And then I got a 
some bigger ones. Yeah, some larger ones there. And these are unfinished. These are actually in the process. Oh, nice. Yeah, I so love it. You Let's can you can see mic. the the difference in the finish. This one yeah. has a shine and a shimmer to it, whereas yeah. the grain has a shine and shimmer to it, but it's no finish at all. Right. So these are getting ready to go into the finish booth to to set up for the store that we're we're starting. So I like the different kind of yeah handles we do different handles. So this is this is to invoke a leaf. Of course, yeah. And of course, the heart. Everybody yeah. has a heart. So yeah. Can, I like how you curve it a little bit. Yeah, too. I don't. I I'm not really big on once again keeping things line. linear. Yeah. yeah. So. So here's and a, what's a big neat golf. about this is these are both the same style board yeah it, but it's like this has been stretched it's like you pulled from two absolutely and just stretched it out because the heart really accentuates yeah and starts to grow and, and change in length and shape that's beautiful so. and i've seen i know you make even bigger ones oh yeah too, yeah right nuts. exactly i mean we we've had some the, the one i think you remember is the, the four footer so that's a monster that's a lot of salami it's a lot of salami <laughs> it's definitely that's that's a portable tabletop yeah, yeah yeah and then you want to get into some of the yeah so the cutting boards this one here is is an end grain cutting board this cherry is, and maple. This is gorgeous. So, and this is this has got an example once again of the the etching from the laser with the fern setups. Right. The the thing that really speaks the most is the end grain of the wood. Yeah. So most stunning. Yeah, basic cutting boards that you see are long grain, right? Yeah. This is the end of the actual because you can see the growth rings in it. The nice thing about these is they are like ten times more resilient. Really. Because the fibers, the end grain. The fibers run this way. What does that word mean? What's that? End grain. End grain. So picture you cut a tree down, right? Yeah. When you cut across the tree and you can see the round, Yeah. you're looking at the end grain. Oh, oh, I right? didn't know that was the word yeah. for it. Yeah, and what that is is the reason they call it the end grain because the fibers in a tree are like straws, right? Yeah. Up and down, vertical. Yeah. Right? What you're looking at is the ends of the straws. Yeah, yeah, got right? it. It's just very minute. The nice thing about that is, is because they're the 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 straws are oriented vertically like this. Yeah, they don't show the knife marks as well. Not to mention, it's much harder. Can you try to put into layman's terms how you did that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, most of us won't understand even after you say it. I'll, but <laughs> I'll use I'll use this one as an example. So bit. this is a long. God, it's gorgeous. Cutting board, right? Yeah. So basically, what this is right here is this board, right? Okay. But what I did is, see how the, the stripes go this way? That's the long grain of the board. Yeah. What I did is I glued up a big blank of that, and then I came in and I cut strips of it this way, and I rotate the pieces. Come on. Yeah. So when you rotate the pieces, that brings the end grain to the top, right? And then in order to create this pattern, right, all those pieces laid out, every other piece... I flipped 180 it, it degrees. Seems like, it seems like once you got it into this form, mm -hmm. it would be even stronger than a, than a tree round. Well, it, it is pretty strong compared to a tree round. But right? I don't know how you would connect them and have them stay together it's so all, well. It's all glue. I know, but I, I think I underestimate glue. Yeah, Mo modern PVA glues which is your typical wood glue that we use, is extremely strong. Okay. Um, the glues that these are put together with are waterproof as well. Oh, so my gosh. So water doesn't, it doesn't affect yeah. it, right? Um, the, the patterns on these are infinite, so you can get very intricate, and you can use the, the patterns in the end grain yeah. to create more patterns. Of course. Yeah, so it's... Uh, 
I think once I hear how you did it, mm-hmm. it seems like like that's why. No offense to Home Goods and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because I mean I like walking around Home Goods. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's why this is a higher end piece, exactly, than that's at Home Goods, because right. we go, we've gotten so accustomed to be like. You know, this this thing has been made by some machine in some country and it got shipped over and we get so we think it should cost like twenty dollars or something like that. And um, I I like to the best I can Mm -hmm. being a part of a community that it's like it's not some company with some machine that shipped and made thousands and thousands of them like there's a guy who got these trees. Yep. You know, exactly. and that's how the story starts. And and it starts that way, and it's it's individually touched throughout the entire yeah, process, yeah. right? Instead of just running through an assembly line like a car being made, mm-hmm. right? They, these things are there. There's a little bit of any craftsman that makes this stuff. There's a little bit of them inside of each piece that they make. Yeah, right. And it's going to be more money, but it's also going to last longer. That's the key. You're not going to have to buy three, four, five, six of them that's throughout right. the next you well, know, we've decades been, we've of your been life. Conditioned right with with capitalism and consumerism to expect things to fail after certain that's right. of time, right? We're conditioned to do that. There is a renaissance that's happening that's right. amongst a lot of people to where they're looking back towards the heirloom stuff, stuff that they can pass down to their kids yeah, yeah. and their kids' kids, you know? And th- obviously a cutting board is going to be something that you're going to do. That's harder to do that with, but it's still going to outlast the it's, average cutting that's board That's right. You're going to buy store. your average cutting board at, at home goods. But or this Walmart. bad boy... Right. It's probably not going to get ruined because you're not cutting it ever. You're, exactly. You you're, know. you're not pouring, you're not filling it with water. This will last a lifetime, though. This will. It might not last like three generations, the, the but it's going to last a lifetime. is all about maintenance. Yeah. Right? Most people... Oiling if, it and right, stuff. You have to oil it. You have to clean it. Um, but you have to do it in such a way. You can't just take something like this and throw it in a dishwasher and expect it to survive. Uh, that's it. Right? Yeah. You have to do it in a certain way. And, yeah. You know, when we sell these, um, we, we include you know, kind of a maintenance schedule for it. So it tells you oh, how cool. to maintain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because a lot of people, you know, your average person is not going to know how to maintain a pro- properly a cutting board, right? Yeah. They're just going to think soap, water, scrub it, and you're good. Yeah. But you have to do it in a certain way because yeah. once again, wood is still alive. So when you give water to one side, the other side is starving. Yeah. It's, it's parched, right? So you have to balance everything. I, I love this, this renaissance, because, I mean, on my, I've got friends that I've actually interviewed for the podcast. Cole, who does uh, handmade leather yeah. goods, Cottonwood. Yeah. Shout out to Cottonwood. Look them up. And then Amy does Tiny Hands Pottery. I'd rather buy something from Amy that she made that I we know her. Right. We see her name on it. We're going to, like, use it forever mm-hmm. instead of... Well, I could save like seven bucks if I just get it at Home right. Goods or something right, like that, exactly. you know. But the I think the tough thing for some people is when it's not seven dollar difference. I think that's that's tough for it, some. It people. is, and it's it's one of those things that people have to they have to learn to let go of that conditioning, right? Because yeah. anything that is quality and worth having in life is naturally going to cost more. And I, for me, the shift has been because for so many years I was like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And the shift was, and, and I will, let me pause and just say, I fully acknowledge there are a lot of people that simply cannot do that. For sure. And I never want to be like, oh, you just need to budget better. Like, I, that's, I'm very aware. Yeah. But for me, it was like, well, how about I buy significantly less shitty things? Yes, absolutely. And then the money that I would have used 
well, all those trips to home goods for the things that aren't going to last. Right. I save up for the one thing that will actually that's right. So take take last. a 200 250 dollar cutting board, right? You spend yeah. that kind of money on that cutting board, right? You're going to buy significantly more $50 cutting boards yeah. falling apart on you yeah. than you will that $250 cutting board, yeah. right? And it's going to outlast that. So by the time you buy those cutting boards that you buy at Home Goods for $40, $50 a pop, right? Yeah. You're going to buy five, six, seven, eight of those yeah. in the same lifespan as a $250, yeah. $400 cutting board. So That's right. I'm, I'm wearing a belt that Cole made that literally has already outlasted multiple belts sure. that I bought at like Belk or something exactly. like that, right? Exactly. And a wallet, yep. same thing. He made a wallet, stamped it. It's it's already outlasted wallets That's that I've exactly gotten right. at malls over the years. Yep. That I get them and they're fine. And I just know a few years later it's going to start cracking That's and right. breaking, it's fall apart. Yeah. Not to mention, by knowing the craftsman slash artist, mm-hmm. if that thing were to fall apart there after a year. You would say, "Well, I stand behind my work, so here's another one." That's right. Because you're not, you're my... not going to get that from a company that no. Overseas, that, you know I mean? In a year, they'd be like, "What do you mean? You've had it an entire year." Yeah. What did Time you to expect? buy another one? Exactly. Right. This, we designed it for you to buy another one. <laughs> right. But, That's but exactly if Cole right. Cole went, wait, this belt that I made you broke after a year. Come back. I'm just giving you another that's right. belt. And I, that's my favorite part of yeah. this. I know him. I know where he sources the leather. I know the process that he uses to hand make it. Yeah. And I know that he stands behind the work. And well, I just love that. And stuff. that's the key is, you know, not just take the just a, a local craftsman aside out of it. But when you have friends, family, anything that does these kind of things, being a real friend and family is yeah. supporting that person as well by totally. buying their product. Right. Go totally. out there and put that you know, whatever they're doing, if they're cutting yeah. hair, man, go out there and get your hair cut from them Absolutely. because it, it, yeah. it helps support that whole side of that economy. And, you know, when, when the chaos ensues throughout the world that we all know is happening, mm-hmm. uh, at some point in time, our local community is what's going to be our saving grace. Yeah. And without that, there, there's no telling what will happen. Right. No, I know the tools you use, mm-hmm. And we have access to some trees in this area. Yes, we j- just a few, <laughs> just a few. So you've got the wood, and you've got the tools, and you can That's make right. the thing. And if if somebody said, "Oh, there's the supply chains down at Walmart," be that's like, right. well, "That's okay," because that's not where I'm going to get my stuff. And we all kind of dealt with that in COVID already. Uh-huh. So imagine yeah. if it goes on a much larger yeah. scale. What do we do then, right? And speaking of larger scale, the stuff that you didn't bring here that you, is too big to bring here. Yeah. Let's talk about all the, I mean, as much as you want to talk about, what yeah, other the, kind of pieces do I you mean, do? We, th- that's the beauty of what I, I get to do every day for a living Yeah, is, you know, there we do small things that are functional like this and we do very large things. Um, we just finished up a, a sign and a conference table for once again, a friend of mine who owns his own business. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to branch out and he thought the same thing. He's like, I'm going to support a local friend of mine and support his business. Yeah. So we did a very large, it's nine foot by almost four and a half foot wide um, live edge conference table that has an epoxy river running through the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then um, we the, did blue. A, the blue. The blue, exactly. Yeah. You got a picture? I do, I have yeah. a picture, yeah. And uh, let's see, let's pull that up. That is so cool. Yeah, that one is, uh, that was honestly is one of my favorite pieces. Um, yeah. That... Wow. And then we'll, hold it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it here. Whoa. I, I, uh, I love too that 
you made it based on what his needs and desires are That's exactly right. and delivered it yeah. to him. That's right. Delivered it to his I mean, to you, you're like, obviously, but it's like, that's not the normal right. way, business you're, you're way gonna, nowadays. You're going to see you're going to see Amazon ship through FedEx or something like that. And I mean, we have those abilities as well. But when they're close, close enough for us to be able to deliver, why wouldn't we within deliver? a certain radius? Right, exactly. Yeah. Why wouldn't we deliver? You know, that's that unique one-on-one customer experience, right? Yeah. So, um, so you could ship if somebody was on the other side of the country, you could ship it to them. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. There's multiple ways for us to be able to get those things out there. It's just dependent upon. And once again, when you're dealing with shipping and things like that, there's a difference in cost based when I deliver versus a shipping company. Of course. Because you can't really control. Exactly. You can't control those kind of things. But at the same time, it's still completely possible. How did that process work in terms of the customer relationship? So I actually, I, I was in the shop one day and my phone started going crazy. And uh, it was every social media text message phone outlet that he could possibly reach me on. He just, I, I need a table, you know. And So uh, he came across your website? Or well, no, I mean, you he, knew? He, we've known each other for a long time. Oh, okay, so yeah. we, we actually worked, you know, plumbing together. And he, oh, okay. He started his plumbing business down in Concord yeah. um, back in 2020. And uh, so his plumbing business really took off down there. And he mm-hmm. wanted to be able to do something not only to show his clientele, look, you know, we're, we're moving into the bigger leagues, right. but also to have that kind of um, that class and functionality in, within the business. So yeah. he wanted something nice. And he, what started it for him is he went looking for conference tables because he wasn't thinking about having anybody build one. He just started looking for them online. Well, you look online and you're buying these tables for four or five thousand dollars. Yeah. And they're made out of particle board with yeah. a, you know, a laminate veneer on it. Yeah. And if you're gonna spend that kind of money, why not have something that really makes totally. a statement, right? So that's when he reached out to me. Yeah. And so he actually came up to town um on, and we met on a job site uh, for another mutual friend of ours, and we started kind of talking and collaborating. And uh, he gave me some ideas of what he was thinking and kind of said, run with it. He said, you're the wood guy. You do what you do, you know. And so I came up with a couple ideas and sent it to him, and he just he fell in love with it. He okay. Said, okay, great. So how do you – was it like a sketch drawing you well, did? Well, no, it was, it was strictly, you know, off the top of the head kind of – thought process and, and explaining oh, what you explained I it exactly to him. Got it. explain it you know how it's going to look because obviously when you're looking at a live edge table like that you can't really draw something like that because each individual piece of wood is unique yeah and I, we hadn't even sourced the wood at that point right nor so, can you spend a hundred hours making it just to see if he likes just it. To see if he likes it, right? Exactly. So you yeah. you, you know you make a ten thousand dollar table and it's like, eh, you know, I'm not I'm not into it. Yeah. So what do you do then? You know? Yeah. Right. So, and I mean, there's a place for that, right? If you're yeah. putting that out for retail, but when it's a commission piece, it's more of a collaborative between the two people. Yeah. And you know, he had an idea of what he wanted. And he relayed those ideas to me, and then I took it from there and yeah. added my touch to it, and that's where Dude. the magic really happened. Collaboration, right? yeah, exactly. It's collaboration. So, and the, you know, this is a shout out to Andy Krause down there, but it's that's his. Uh, uh, it's back there now. <laughs> it's that's his logo and his sign. That's done. If you're in the Charlotte, that's Greater right. Charlotte, Concord, Concord area, area, that's it. And you want a gold toilet? Yes, you better you, hit you that guy you up. Got, you got to hit him up, man. He knows his deal, so. <laughs> But it, you know, those kind of things. And the nice thing about the sign um, is, you know, it's it's wall mounted, obviously. But it, it's also yeah. backlit with LEDs, so it's an epoxy yeah. resin pour inside the sign, 
and then the LEDs shine through the epoxy. And oh, speaking of, yeah, the, you brought that oh, thing yeah. with the light. Yeah, that's right. This is this is another one that we did on the mirror or on the uh, on the diode laser, and this was done for my son. And uh, is this on? is a an etched mirror that is backlit with LEDs. Wow. So, you know, obviously it can it can glow and and give you that kind of effect, but then when you turn the light off. It's just the etching of the mirror, which is, unless you're up on it, it's really difficult to see. It's Love not it. until you click the light on that, boom, the, the image really pops. Whoa. And yeah. that can, the nice thing about that is, is that can be done with any kind of picture. You can do a family photo that way. Yeah. So in the mirror, you can have a photo of your family and then you can flip a switch and you can light it up. That's so it's, great. It's, it's really neat. I it, love it, that idea. It's a very personal touch. You know what I mean? So, hey, can we talk about that piece that got, Featured in the magazine. Yeah. Um, so we did. Uh, we entered into the our. It's it's the Maiden NC Award for our state magazine for North Carolina, and uh, we submitted a piece. It's a charging dock for um, cell phones and smartwatches. You brought it. I brought it. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. It's well. It's inside. It's it's storage spot. Yeah, I brought one of the other pieces that needed to be brought too before we even bring that. Oh up. yeah, before that, yeah. there's this. This is a it's a mushroom piece. Dude, that one's actually turned on a lathe, and then the base is carved. That this is an example in my mind. You got to know the rules, baby. Yes, you have to know the rules. And you're breaking the rules, you're but only the rules, big only time. to a certain yeah stretch, and only yep. to a certain point. Because if you did that wrong, even a little bit, this thing just crumbles apart. It doesn't crumbles it? apart. And believe me, I've I've had them do that. Not just what crumble do you call apart. this though? That is, it's just a mushroom. I love that. Yeah. If on your website, mushroom, mushroom, exactly. <laughs> and then in parentheses, not that kind. That's right. Which is which is really cool because the mushroom itself is two different woods, right? Yeah. So the cap is cherry burl, which is the same thing you're looking at here on the charging dock. Okay. That's the same kind of piece of wood. The base of it is a piece of black walnut. Yeah. So I actually could tell that was walnut. And the beautiful thing about this, Kimberly knows way more about what kind of wood it is, but every once in a while I figure it out too. This right here is two locally sourced woods. This came right from Watauga County, both pieces. So, you know, that's the stuff growing in our woods and along with mushrooms, along with mushrooms. (laughs) So, and that's what it, you know, when, when I said earlier that I kind of, I go back to nature a lot, this is what I mean, but it, it evokes an emotion. You know what I it mean? does. You see something like that, and it's just like, wow, that really does kind of stand out as something that you would see growing. This is, in my mind, this is simply art. Simply art, correct. It's just cool. Yeah. This is art, but also function. Tell it, that's tell, right. It's, what is it? It's function. I mean, it's, I know what it is, but tell us. It's a charging again. dock. It's so most of the charging docks that you see that are made out of wood online are usually laser cut. And they're done out of plywood. I wanted something that was different, something that was very organic, right? So once again, it's all locally sourced woods um, right from here. We've got cherry burl. What well, I take that back. One piece of wood is not locally sourced. It is an exotic. And that's what your phone actually rests on. This is a piece of ePay. That's a ePay. ePay, I-P-E. Hmm. So it's the ePay is um, it's a Brazilian hardwood. They, they call it ironwood because it is rock hard it is very very difficult to work with um it's a beautiful wood just stuff. the part that that's it that the just, phone would rest the, on just the part the phone would rest on so if you're looking at the piece your phone docks there yeah so you've got a smartwatch, right 
you've got a spot to be able to, and it doesn't have to be a smart watch either, but you've got the, the cap in the back Dude. to set your, your watch on. And then for, for guys, now this was geared originally towards uh, a piece for like either Father's Day or something like that, right? For guys, we always inherently have a little bit of change, keys, whatever, yeah. right? So you have this stuff in your pockets that you want to put in a yeah. dock at night, right? So we've got a bowl to put all that in. The problem with little bowls like that is you have to reach in and try and scoop all this you know, garbage yeah. out. This bowl is set in with magnets. Oh. So you can pull the bowl off and dump your stuff out in your pocket, and then you can actually take it and slide it back over in the spot, and Boink. the magnet pulls stays it right in back place. In That's right. It keeps it in place. So this got featured in North Carolina. What is it called again? It's our state magazine. Our state magazine. Finalist in their competition. Our state or uh, the uh, Made in NC Award. Yeah, yeah. And there's variations on these. So this one is basically set up for anybody's phone, right? It's it's just a dock to hold everything. Um, it's got a hole in it to allow for your charging cord to come through. Great. But we can also make these where they have the wireless chargers built in. Yeah. So dude. you've got your wireless charger for your phone, and then we can also inset the wireless charger for the watch so that you have one cord coming off of the docking station that you plug into the wall and you have full charging capabilities without any other cords. It's nuts. Yeah, stuff that you're looking at. So the nice thing about these two is that every single one that's made is unique. Yeah. Right? I was about to say, it makes me think of those magazines and airplanes that have the high end stuff. There you go. Yeah. The, the I don't remember what it's called. It's Sky Mall, maybe? Sky Mall. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, Sky Mall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when you said Sky. Yeah. I always like flipping through those. Loved them. And it's like, oh, this is this is unique or not. Yeah. Not unique because that means one of a kind. Right. But like different. Different, yeah. This is unique. This is, this unique. is one of a kind. This Even is, if you make 100 of them, they're right. never going to be You're, the same. They're never going to be the same. And the beauty about that is, is that Whenever you buy one of these pieces, it is a 100% one-off. Nobody will ever have one just like yeah. you. You know, it may look similar, but it is never going to be the same. And then with this kind of piece, is this the kind that you're going to you're going to have you have on Etsy and on your website? Yeah, they're like they're that? on Etsy, they're on the website, and now we've got them set up to um so Curiosities is a place here in Boone. Yeah, yeah. They've got multiple stores now. They're getting ready to open one up in yeah. Blowing Rock. Right. We have a booth now at the new Blowing Rock store yeah. that will open up on the 16th of this month. Right. So, And we will be featuring some of these pieces in there, charcuterie boards, some of the laser, laser etching, the plates, the coasters, that kind of stuff. And then there's also going to be handmade jewelry and things like that yeah. so that you have that kind of touch. It's, it, you know... It's an amalgamation of all different things. That different sizes, different price points, different sure. um, materials. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. It's a variety, but it's something that you, it still gives you that uniqueness. Yeah. Right. So we're, where were we? We're, uh, we're we're going bigger. Um, I'm trying to think of the other stuff. You did tables. You've done ca you've done a lot oh, of yeah. cabinets. There's been massive amounts of kitchens and and things like that. So beds. We've, we've done. Beds, Van bathroom vanities, bathroom vanities. Um, you know, the kitchens were a big one for a while, and they're they're still kind of moving on. But once again, I like I, I enjoy doing that stuff. But there is a monotony to part of that. That even, does it feel less like art it does, the more you it, do it? It does. It feels less like art. And it feels more like a day job, which is okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's you know, and those kind of things will pay the bills. But at the end of the day, you, st I, I, for me, I still need that creative outlet, something to be able to express that. I guess the, my my first question related to that would be: Is there a way to do kitchen cabinets that has a feel that so this has to feel? Absolutely. But it would be like 
for four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I can build you yeah. the best kitchen cabinets and the world has that's ever seen. The beauty of it right? is that you know, money not being an object, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can do anything that anybody <laughs> right. wants. You right. know what I mean? But it, inevitably, people always have a budget. Yeah. If there's no budget involved, the sky's the limit. If you see something that you found on Pinterest that just blows your mind. We can probably so someone's there. watching out there. I know we got a lot of uh, deep pocket watchers. Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. They're deep like, pockets. I don't even care the budget. I want cabinets that this world has never seen. That, you hit exactly. up Dan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then you'll fall back in love with cabinet That's making. Exactly. And then I'll, I it, well, I either fall back in love or be pulling my hair out trying to do it because be it, a it, challenge. That's right. It's a challenge. So so tables still have that. Tables do still have that. If 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 it's not just four legs and a tabletop. Yeah, the conference table was a prime example. Perfect, of that, you example. know what I mean. Yeah, and it's the nice thing about that is it's mixed media because you know it's a solid steel base, a craftsman style yeah. base that I didn't buy from somewhere. I designed and built it. Oh, right, that's so, so cool, man. We went and bought just raw steel stock and welded every joint into it and did, did all the finish work on it. And then the top itself, once again, is two pieces of natural wood, which I love working with. But then we also mixed epoxy resins with mica powders and then stones. So you've got all this different media that comes together in this one final piece that speaks, you know, and that's, that's the art for me. What about, what about those big pieces like beds and bathroom vanities? Is that still kind of in the category of just, it's not, it feels less art. Well, I mean, I've seen the pictures yeah, the, the and beds, they're really high end, but the beds, if, if I have creative freedom, then yes, it's art. If it's something that's just very standard run of the mill, then yeah, it's kind of like cabinet work, right? Bathroom vanities, once again, you know, if it's just a classic style bathroom vanity, it's just cabinet yeah. making, you know what I mean? But if I get to do tapered legs and specific yeah. woods and things like that, or there's, there's a design style that somebody wants and they just want an interpretation on that, for me, that's the art. Oh, right? yeah. So, you know, you take mid-century modern, anybody that people, if you ask five different people what they see as mid-century modern, you're going to get five different answers, Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. So being able to have your own interpretation on that, yeah, it, that's where the art comes. So modern, what, what's, what, where, are, where are we in history right now? I don't even know what you call what we are doing now. Unorganized chaos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say modern, modern, mid-century modern. Yes, modern, mid-century modern. <laughs> it is. It's kind of like a, a throwback to mid-century modern. There's a lot of that going on where there it's is. like I'm making it now. And it's like a tip of the hat to mid-century modern, but That's I'm right. not trying to copy exactly, exactly what they were doing in mid-century yeah. modern. Yeah. Or like Art Deco. It's like I'm not trying to mimic Art Deco. I'm trying to like do a new take on Art Deco. That's right. And I, honestly, like Art Deco is one of those styles for me that I, I, I enjoy certain aspects of it. And then some of it is very gaudy because it, it belongs in, you know, a large cityscape. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But... I also long for some of that because, you know, if you go back in time and you look at some of the old classic woodworking machinery that was out there, that was all done in an Art Deco style. And that was when things were made like you've never seen them before. You know what I mean? They, they, were, they were functional pieces of machinery that had artistic value to it. You That's don't see that beautiful. stuff anymore. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you see bandsaws and joiners and planers, these big gnarly machines that just chew through wood. They make a lot of noise, but they have this beauty to them. And it's just like, we don't see that anymore. You know what I mean? We've kind of stepped away from that kind of stuff. And I'd like to see some of that come back. 
Is well, this... you you're kind of doing it. I, we, I am. <laughs> I, I wish I could get the machinery side of it. I yeah, mean, it, you know, yeah. it had my gumption, I'd have a foundry and all kinds of stuff as well. Because I mean, for me, I like I don't like to stick with just one thing. I like to yeah. be in multiple different facets. I have an inherent desire to continually learn something new. It's it's I don't I can't explain it, but when I find something new, I dive in, you know, head first and I just I go down rabbit holes for everything. Yeah. Well, it's I think that's where wisdom comes from. To a certain extent. Personally, yeah. I think if you never stop learning. That's right. You keep, you know, you keep growing and I've heard someone say like when you stop learning you die. That's right. Uh, and I remember there was a book I read called Born to Run. Have mm-hmm. you heard of that? Yep. Um, some people got into it because they got into barefoot running, mm-hmm. but that I don't want to do that. No. But uh, but I resonated with is this culture in Mexico the running people mm-hmm. is this is the translation into English the running people, and they run. I think they wear like these leather, just leather flat shoes with straps, mm-hmm. and they run. 50 to 100 miles a day. Um, and that's what they do as a culture is they run. I mean, yeah. they still farm. I mean, they still have to function, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but they just run. Yeah. And there was this old man in the story, and I don't remember how old he was, but it felt like a. the older I get, the the less old certain ages sound. <laughs> Absolutely. And the this old one, age gets pushed by 10 years yeah. every time you hit that new So milestone. I remember thinking that it was, no matter how old you are, it felt old. So I'm pretty sure he was in his 90s. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are, you, you got to acknowledge 90s is you're old, you're right? Old. Yeah. And he still ran, but he couldn't run 50 or 100 miles, but it was still something like 20 a day. That's crazy. Okay. And they said... The question was, how do you keep running when you get old? And he said, you don't, you don't stop running when you get old. You get old when you stop running. Isn't that good? Boom. Yeah. It's my drop. And I think it's like what you're saying about you want to keep learning new things and stretching yourself uh, because, hey, man, we got one shot at this thing. That's it. You get one <laughs> shot. And I mean... Grab as much knowledge as you yeah. can. Yeah, and no matter how much, you know, we have this, like, hope or faith or desire for there to be something after this that's a good thing after this, we don't know we don't anything know. For, for sure. Nobody's come back to be able to tell us. Yeah, we just, you just know, if I take this wood mm-hmm. and I get these supplies, I can manipulate and make this thing. What else can I do? What else have people done? Right. What else haven't people done? Right. And I have a feeling that you have something in you that's like, what hasn't someone done yet? Yeah, and it, you know, you hear the adage all the time. People say that there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, and yeah. In one aspect, yeah, that's right. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, if if it hasn't been done, it's been thought of. Yeah. But the question is, how do you take what has been done, whether you know people know about it or not, and add your personal touch to it? Because that's called innovation that's in innovation. my mind. Exactly. If you take something that someone else has thought of, mm-hmm. and then maybe something else that someone's thought of, that's right. Maybe you'd be the first one that would do both of those things. That's right. And you obviously give credit credit to the person that invented that exactly. way of doing it. Well, and it's, it's just like those you know ways. when I I had a challenge presented to me um, to come up with a Father's Day gift that was you know something different, right? Wow. And I started I. I 
you know, I, I knew that these, the, these things were out there and I started doing some research on, on like the phone charging docks and stuff like that. And I wanted to see what they were done out of wood and everything that I saw all looked the same, right? It didn't yeah. matter where I looked. It was all looking the same, whether it was mass produced out of plastics or if it was done out of wood, they still had that same kind of wheelhouse where they stayed. So that in, inevitably got me thinking, what can I do that's not in that, right? It, yeah. it grabs kind of two different realms and brings them together and puts something different. Hence why we were a finalist in our state magazine, because yeah. nobody had ever seen anything like that before. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody, but it took the, I, you took an idea of a charging station. That's right. You didn't invent a charging station. I didn't station. invent a charging station. Yeah, I just put, took the idea of it, yeah. right? And that's the nice thing about it is, is, you know, in art, you have the ability to throw interpretation so you can take the ideas of anything that's out there that's been created and change it got a little music going on <laughs> the double up I love <laughs> <laughs> it's got to get me at all around yeah. most of the time i've got machinery or whatever going. yeah so. you do yeah oh man i uh, there was another a couple other things i was going to ask um i got thrown off uh it'll come back to me oh of course uh what were you saying i can't remember what you're saying Dude, Lord Hello again. Mercy. Hello again. Not right now, buddy. Is that is that Reggae Adele? It's Reggae Adele. <laughs> yeah. But is it actually her voice, or it, is it just? No, it's it's a thirteen year old girl that is uh, working with a, a internationally known artist, and she did the cover of Adele's "Hello." Uh-huh. And the first time I heard it, I was like, "Man, that's my ringtone." There we go. Hello, how you doing? I, I remember the question. One of the questions. Why the name Wolfsten, other than just Wolf being your last name? Well, yeah, I mean, so it started with Wolfsden Construction, which was back in Virginia. I had my plumbing business, but we we did more than just plumbing, right? That was my main trade. I have a master's license in that and gas fitting, but that's where I started to branch out and do cabinet work and framing and different, you know, aspects of construction. And my wife then... um, we we had we, we kept toying with names and we we kind of like Wolf's Den, and she had made a phrase and said you know well let us turn your home or your den into a home, hmm. right? Because based on a Wolf's Den, so your your pack of wolf usually has a den where they go home. Yeah, yeah. And that was where we kind of mixed the two yeah, together. That's so, cool. and it, it just kind of stuck. So you know after life happened and mm-hmm. we went our separate ways and i decided to start the woodworking business wolfsden was still a natural fit totally so yeah. the nice thing about it is it has kind of morphed because you know we have wolfsden woodworks right that's the basis of what all of this stuff comes from but it has all come together that is just one aspect of what i'm now calling wolfsden studio and that's yeah. what the website is is wolfsden studio because it's wolfstenstudio.com. Wolfstenstudio.com. Guys, can we get that up on the screen? Yeah. Wolfstenstudio.com. <laughs> I can't resist. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but I mean, that, you know, because I'm venturing out in other aspects and it's not just wood, you know, we're dealing. Ah, it's so good. Yeah, we're dealing in glass and slate and all these things. So I wanted to have something that really brings it all together. Um, you know, my friend Lee, she's a part of all of this stuff as well. And she's yeah. bringing jewelry touches and clay work and stuff like that. And it allows for, I mean, I know this is wood, but it's like, it's not just, uh, not just the functional, not just it the can functional, just be... exactly. That's where it all started was the functional, right? Yeah. So we have to pay homage to that. We have to keep that stuff going, but 
now we're moving towards that art side and we want to be known for those kind of unique pieces, you know? Mm, so, so we try and find what's kind of on trend, what people are really into. And we try and cater to that as well as push our own creative envelope. So if somebody wants to connect with you, get, whether a piece you've already made or custom Wolfsten Studio. Wolfstenstudio.com. They can they can either go directly to the website and they'll find yeah. links there to be able to find us. They can, it, um, the website also has links to our Instagram, our Facebook. What about Etsy? Does it have a link to it, Etsy? It has I, I think the website has a link to Etsy. If um, not though. If not Etsy, it's once again it's Wolfsten Studio. Studio yeah. on Etsy. So and then, you know, at um Wolfstenstudio.com you can email me there at, at yeah. Dan at Wolfstand as well. So and all of that stuff is is on the page that you can go find out. And there's, you know, the page itself, there's um, the website itself. There's not a lot of things that are directly for sale. Um, it has mainly gallery stuff. Yeah. And then it has the ability to reach out if you want something commissioned. Yeah. So most of our for sale stuff is either done on Etsy or it's done on um, through the, the shops and stuff that yeah. we're trying to do out in public. And like, if somebody's listening, whether you live in Boone, or used to live in Boone, or know someone that used to live in Boone, however you ended up watching things about things, yeah, right. Some, you know, there's got to be some connection there. Somebody sent you a link, whatever it is. Reach out to Dan. Tell him you know me. Yep. Because we go back. We go back. It's, it's been a dozen years. Yeah. And if somebody said. Hey, I saw you guys. I'm friends with Jason, or I know Jason, or I found out through Jay, whatever. Absolutely. Then you probably get the insider's you're, guide you're to the whole deal. Get, that's right. Yeah, you're you're going to get a little little extra there usually. So <laughs> that's 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 yeah. what happens when you uh when when you have any kind of history with a brother from another mother. So, totally, dude. Yeah. I don't, I still can't figure out the essence of how and why I feel that way. I, I don't know. I can't put it into words. Neither can I. There's, I mean, we both lived in Virginia Beach, but I don't think that's really it. I no. mean, no, I think there's a, there is an, a deep down spiritual resonance that we yeah. both share. And it just, when, when you have that kind of connection, that resonance, it's an unspoken thing. It just happens. Right. And you feel yeah. that with different people throughout your life. You know what I mean? And you find certain ones that are, are it's, it's almost like kismet, man. You are, you are meant to find this person. And you both serve a purpose in each other's life. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, those deep rooted friendships are extremely important because, I mean, we all have acquaintances. We all have a lot of acquaintances right, yeah. that we meet through life. But for me, friends are the family that you pick. Yeah. So, Amen. And, and, you know, you have to be very, I mean, that, I, I, I heard this, uh, a psychologist speak on this one time. And, you know, when you pick your friends, he, he, basically equated it to a life and death situation. And and if you really look at the depth of it, it is a life and death situation because if you pick the wrong friend, they can put you in a situation that puts you in a life and death situation. Interesting. If you pick the right one, it can do nothing but enrich and enhance your life. So Interesting. it's one of those things that you really have to pay attention to. You be careful with it, but when you find those individual people, you hold on to them because they're family. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always thought that, thanks for saying that. Yeah. I always thought that, from a spiritual perspective, we both were like, okay, we're in this room at the same time, like when, when we both attended a church together yep. at the same time. We might both be in this room at the same time, and we know what it says on the website, mm -hmm. but we know we're transcending that. Exactly. Not against it, nope. but not signing off some covenant signature to it either. That's right. Because like you've got... I think 
we've got totally different backgrounds with it, but they're but they're the same in the sense of it's like the details aren't really the point. Mm-hmm. At least that's the vibe I've gotten right. from you. Because I've never felt at all like you were trying to convince me of anything. Well, and and that's, hopefully that's vice versa. I think, you know, in this on the spiritual side of things, both of us kind of wash our hands of the classic you know, you follow this rule or you're yeah. wrong. And that's just not the way life is. Or even I'm a blank. Right. Exactly. It just limits it. it if limits you answer it. that question, right. it kind of limits right. it. You, I mean, that transcends spirituality. And we, we've, we've had this discussion yeah. before. And, yeah, yeah. and, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, and I, it's not to offend anybody out there that yeah. when I say this, but, you know, I've always had a major issue with an organized religion, and organized religion, I think, was created by man to divide people. Mm. It's to create their own individual sex to follow what they want to believe in, right? They have I would say also to control people. Well, it is absolutely mm-hmm. to control people, because if you get them believing or scare them into believing the certain rules that you have set in place, you've basically told them exactly how to live their life. Yeah. But for me, if you want to have in a one-on-one relationship that's ultimately what a creator wants from us mm. is to walk side by side and be relational that's mm. spirituality mm-hmm. spirituality is what brings people together regardless of who or what you believe in if you have that deep rootedness in in the oneness and the spiritual side of things you can agree on or you can disagree on a lot of different aspects of it but still be together yeah and that's a for some people, there's a vibe mm-hmm. where you know they're cool with that. Yep. Sometimes you know they're not. That's right. Sometimes you know they're not because of the things that they say. That's right. But then I think sometimes, or at least me, sometimes I go, I can just tell. Absolutely. Unsafe. Unsafe, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes they show that it's unsafe. Sometimes I, yep. I have a hard time with that because if they've never shown that they're unsafe, but I feel it, mm-hmm. that's similar to judging them. It is, Yeah. And so how I rec- reconcile that is if I f- sense that mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm right and I don't want to judge, then that just means I'm not going to put myself in a That's position right. for them to harm me. That's right. But I also am not going to try to harm them. Well, hopefully I wouldn't harm anyone, but I'm not going to like spread that information is what I'm saying. Right. Like I'm not going to be like, by the way, so-and-so is unsafe. Yeah. Because I could be wrong. Could be wrong, exactly. And then there's some people that I go, by the way, so-and-so is unsafe, because (laughs) I know that they're unsafe. 100%, yeah. (laughs) And whether it's through actions, words, whatever, they they just bring it on themselves. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, if they're unsafe, that's great. That's your life. The only thing I can control is my choices and my reaction to what is put in front of me. I can't control the next person, nor do I want to control the next person. So you do what you need to do, yeah. and we can agree to disagree, or if you just have something that I honestly, to my core, can't get down with, then enjoy your life. No hard yeah. feelings, but we're going to go our separate ways, because it's just it's safer for the both of us. To what do you way. think is the universal vibe then? Because like, let's just say any two humans, mm-hmm. just take us, if we were to go, okay, bullet point every single thing you believe... Mm-hmm. Pick a topic, boom, 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 boom. Now politics, boom, 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 boom. Dude, nobody, nobody. I don't even, I wouldn't agree with me 10 years ago. I, I'm the same right? way. Exactly. So let's just assume if we did that, it wouldn't be this, we wouldn't be the same, but we still are on the same page. Mm-hmm. What is the page? What does it mean? I think, <laughs> I think for me, the, the thing that sticks out the most, the people that I resonate the most with, they're, they're, it's kind of twofold, right? It's character 
because character is one of those things that you can't fake. You can try and fake it, but it reveals itself. Hmm. So character is a big thing, but it's also, I think one of the core things that we as a society have lost track of and that we kind of need to go back to. My mom said this to me years ago, um, but it's kindness, regardless of the situation. It's kindness. And out of kindness, kindness begets love and love begets kindness. And if you can Mm. show both of those, then we as a people are better and more suited to be connected. Yeah. And I think for the ones that I resonate the most with. You hear that, America? (laughs) (laughs) The ones that I resonate the most with, man, are the ones that are genuinely kind, caring, and loving people. Yeah. And that also have character. Oh, so, yeah, that's know, good. And a lot of people, they, they, they don't even know what to think of character and integrity and all these things. And all of that stuff boils down to what are you doing when nobody's watching, mm. right? And speaking of, let's bring it home with this. How do you or do you think about these things when you're doing these things? All the time. So that's when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. What's that like for you? Because you have to concentrate on doing, like this little thing did not make itself. Mm-hmm. How do you think about deep things while you're making something where you can't screw up? I guess you can screw up. You can just you can, burn yeah, it and right, start exactly. over, but you don't want to screw up. I, I think for me, is for me the process itself is therapeutic, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't see it that way. They, they th- see it as a job or something that they've got to do. And it's, you know, you have to focus. And there are times when I do have to focus Sure. and I'm not thinking about those things, but when I'm doing the mundane sides of it, like, you know, when I have a piece that's like this, that I have to sand through so many grits, there's a lot of time that I have that I'm just doing something that's monotonous. That's right. So certain parts of right. it. So my mind can go through those kind of things. Certain know? parts of it, you don't have to be afraid you're going to cut your that's thumb right. off exactly. with a saw. Yeah. You can exactly. just, sh- you just kind of go and do what you need to do. And you know, so it's meditation it's in a way, definitely huh? Definitely meditation. That, that it's one of the things I go back to a show that I loved, you know, growing up as a kid, still do to, de- to this day and, uh, home improvement. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's classic. Right. And, there was a line in one of the episodes that he said that, you know, for him, when he's in the middle of building a project, mm-hmm. that's when he can do his best thoughts on things and sort out issues that he's having. For me, that's the same thing, right? It's it, it's a way for me to meditate and think about things that normally my mind is either racing too busy or there's something else that's going on that takes the distraction, right? So this gives me the ability to think on those things. And me as a person, you know, I grew up young, reasoning with people. And that, that's, that's what I call it because for, for just any discussion, discussion can be usually superficial, mm-hmm. but when you're having deep discussion, that's reasoning. You're actually reasoning. Yeah. With yeah. Kind yeah. Of taking it to a much deeper level. So for me, I'm reasoning with myself when I'm in the middle of some of these pieces, you know, and sometimes it's on the piece itself, you know, this, something like this, it's just a big block of wood. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know. I'm turning a little bowl for a charging station for it. I let the wood tell me what it's going to be. I just chip See, away I've everything. I've heard people say that. that. And I don't understand that because I don't know how to do it. Right. It's like that. It's such a privileged statement. Mm-hmm. It's like for you to go, I let the wood tell me, I go, there's no way you got to. <laughs> You can only say that if you're an expert, well, in, in my opinion. You can, but you also, you you start with an idea in mind, right? Okay, and that's the wood, fair. And the wood ends up morphing into something different, right? This The mushroom cap on this, that was an offcut of a piece of burl that was used to make one of these. This was just a scrap that I had in the shop. But how much of it is really the wood telling you, and how much of it is you telling you? 
Some of it is me telling me, but a lot of times, like when you look at something like this, the wood tells me how it's going to be because everything that you see on the outside, that's the outside of the tree. That's the live edge. So yeah. that tells me where it has to be. And if you go against that, you might be breaking you it, right? You might be breaking it, right? And it's not going to work, You also right? look at the way that the, the cap is, and if you look at the grain lines in it, it follows that. So to create that fluidity yeah. and to create that natural feeling, you have to let the wood speak to you, right? But like this is, you know, it's live edge on the front, very burly. But I told it what to do back here. Yeah. Because I wanted something that didn't take away from this. It complemented it. But you knew how to take to make it to do make that, it that with, without harming. Without what harming was, the, mm -hmm. the overall integrity. Because yeah, if, you, integrity, if you take right. the piece and look at it, it's still, even though this is a burly, gnarly edge, it has symmetry to it. It's so it good. It has curves on both sides, right? So it, it there's, oh, there's the hole for the charger. I didn't even yeah, see that. That's, that's the great. hole for the charger. Yeah. Yep. So, and that's most stunning. of our pieces, almost everything that we do is always burned, you know, with, with our logo and stuff in it. Yeah. So we do the, the logo on each piece. So you know who made it. You know, I used to sign them and my, my signature is pretty ugly. So <laughs> we went, went something. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of artistic yeah, too, yeah, the exactly. branding on there. And, and, and it's, that's even morphed, you know what I mean? And then, sure. That started out as a, a piece, you know, on one of the bigger machines that I have in a shop. I created a brass branding iron that you would heat with a torch and you would brand the, the stock, right? Now I have this blue laser beam that shoots it out and does it for me. So even literal branding has literal, changed. Literal branding has changed. Because <laughs> exactly. the word some some of these young folks might not know where the word branding comes from. They might it not. comes from branding. Exactly. <laughs> right. Didn't they, just mean like being cool online in a in a consistent way. That's right. It's it's that's right. It's <laughs> charred flesh in a lot of instances where <laughs> yeah. it came from. <laughs> that's the that's the first thought I have every time I hear the word. That's absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. Most people that have any kind of history or any understanding yeah. of how the world was compared to what it is now, that's what they think of. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that stuff still exists. And you go, today. hey, this cow is made its way onto your property, yeah. but that's how my you know cow. That? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Poor things. Yep. It makes sense, though. It does it's just make sense. <laughs> yep. Sure does. But, I mean, that's just, you know. Yeah. That's the way the world's moved. All right. What What's left unsaid here? Uh, like, pieces that you've made or want to make that we haven't talked about? I, style? I, anything? I, I think the the that is ever-changing. Sure. You know what I mean? It, uh, I, I keep wanting to push the envelope on those kind of things. Um, I really enjoy doing the conference table and the, the big sign. Those were, yeah. Those so were if there's business things. people who own businesses right. or manage businesses or oversee a budget of a business and they're like a sign, a conference table, something unique, not, not just your average sign that you would see a sign company make, right? They, they do beautiful work. You know, yeah, yeah. We, we, we have a, a couple of sign companies here that do amazing work, but the signs that I'm doing are, are different, you know what I mean? And we're trying to push the envelope of what can be done with those. And, you know, for, for conference spaces, for businesses and things like that, I really like the collaboration to try and bring, and this is not just for businesses, but specifically for this, this topic, yeah. I like to collaborate and bring what they have in mind to a different level and step yeah. it up for them. Because that way, when they're in there and they're highlighting their business, they're like, that's us, right? I mean, that's part of a relationship with an artist, in yeah. my experiences. When, when like, uh, with my book, mm -hmm. when I went to Bell, yep. who was the artist that did the, the art for the book, they brought a whole nother level to what I even had in mind. Right, exactly. I, I talked to Bell and, and said, this is what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. 
and then they brought back something that I I pr- I wouldn't have been and able to that, do. I think that's I mean, part obviously, I couldn't role. do. I couldn't have even thought of. That's what yeah, I was trying to say. That's part of our role as artists is to take somebody's idea and take it to a level that they can't think of because that's why they come to us in the first place, right? It's to to step it up that next level. Right. And that's part of our. That's the art. That's the that's art the it. art. Not yeah. just the you doing of it. Exactly. It's the you thinking exactly. of it is a huge part. And of you know, it. there's so many aspects to that from design and and you know, creative processes and stuff that go through it, not to mention the background and training that we have in whatever media we're working with. Yeah. So we have experiences in, in whatever we're doing that the average person's never had before in that aspect. So we can think of things outside of the box, right? Mm. We're not confined inside that box. So, and that's, once again, that's the art, you know? Yeah. And it, the art is, it can be very beautiful I think it's even more beautiful when you have the chance to collaborate with somebody and take their vision to a level that they never dreamed yeah. that it could be, but yeah. it's way better than they ever imagined. Oh. You know what I mean? That's that for me, that's the that's my favorite part. I really, I really enjoy that. When when I deliver a piece to a person and they are just beside themselves, that is that's the enjoyment. That's where it all comes together. Yeah. That that brought it home. I think I'm that's the way to bring it Right? I know. All right, so if you are interested in getting something made or buying something that's already been made by Dan at his studio, go to wolfsdenstudio.com. This is an Ian Wolf. Wolfsdenstudio.com. Don't forget to mention that you heard about him from Things About Things. And as always, you can go to thingsaboutthings.com for more things.